Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Young, Widowed, and Dating podcast. This week, we're talking about grief waves. There's a quote that says, grief is like the ocean. It comes in waves, ebbing and flowing. Sometimes the water is calm, and sometimes it's overwhelming. All we can do is learn to swim. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back and thanks for joining us as we discuss grief waves. Some waves are inevitable, like an anniversary, birthday, or the holidays. Those are the days that trigger so much of our loss. They remind us of life before, before the cancer, before the overdose, before the suicide. It was when our life and our families were intact. Sometimes we can plan ahead for those grief waves. We can plan a memorial celebration or meet up with friends anything to cushion the impact of the grief wave. But there are times when no amount of planning prevents the hundred foot wave you see coming straight at you. You literally just have to brace for impact. And as the quote says, learn to swim. More likely than not, a grief wave comes out of nowhere. That's not to say you don't always have that lingering pain of being without your spouse or partner. No, that pain you simply learn to live with. That pain is part of you. You carry it with you always. An unexpected grief wave is hearing your wedding song and the tears won't stop flowing. It's seeing someone that looks just like your late spouse. It's finding a love letter hidden in a stack of old magazines. It's reading about an accident that mirrors your loved one's passing. It's the moment that completely takes your breath away and threatens to pull you under. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. We're back and we're discussing grief waves in this uh, week's episode of the Young, Widowed, and Dating podcast. I can remember during the first year of being widowed, it seemed the grief waves came back to back. I never had enough time to catch my breath before the next one washed over me. At times it felt like I was drowning in my husband's memories. Everything in my house reminded me of him and sent me into a downward spiral. The times we went fishing and cooked Larry as he named the biggest fish. The time we got up in the middle of the night and snacked on carrot cake. The times we cuddled on the couch watching TV. It seems I was constantly being battered by the grief waves. I didn't learn how to swim that year. In fact, I almost drowned. With time, the waves weren't as tall and they weren't as powerful. But I'd learned to live in such a state of survival that when it didn't show up, I felt guilty. I questioned if I was forgetting my husband, something that made my grief that much worse. Those constant waves had become part of my everyday life. And when they didn't show up, I went looking for them. I'd dig through my wedding photos, play his favorite music, or call up my in-laws and allow the waves to take us both to sea. I didn't realize the lull between the waves was where my healing was taking place. That was where I was learning to function with my grief. It took a good long time to not see the absence of those whales as me quote-unquote getting over my husband. I wasn't moving on with my life. Instead, I was simply moving forward. We'll be right back.
Enjoying the podcast? Consider checking out the Young Widowed and Dating blog at www.youngwidowedanddating.com. Articles range from dealing with in-laws to reopening your heart to love after losing a spouse or partner. Visit www.youngwidowedanddating.com to learn more. Welcome back and thanks for joining us. Eventually, I got up to a place in my grief that when the grief wave showed up, I could allow myself to feel the pain of my loss, but also smile at the memory. That's all part of getting out of the darkest place of our grief, when we can think back about our spouse and smile instead of cry. Even if there is crying before or after the waves, it's a step in the right direction. I've learned not to fight the waves as they come. Sometimes it's like a riptide. Fighting it only makes it worse. It causes you to lash out at others, lash out at your children, and probably lash out at those who don't deserve it. There's a quote which a character on Owns Queen Sugar said about grief that I find to be quite accurate. It says in part, I realized grief was just following me because it wasn't done with me. It leaves when it's done. You have to take the time to feel it all. Don't let it chase you. Just sit with it, listen to it, respect it. It's the only way to survive it. Allow yourself to soak it all in next time you're hit with a grief wave. Allow it to wash over you. Let it cleanse your soul and renew your spirit. If the tears flow, let them. If the waves demand that you take some me time to be alone with your thoughts, so be it. You cannot run your grief. Be present and acknowledge it. It's just as important to remember not to stay in this dark place, though. Grief can be a double-edged sword. You can grow through it, but it can also consume you. There's no shame in seeking out professional help if you're drowning in the waves and need a life raft. Each time you get through a wave, you build up your resistance and learn techniques to deal with the next one. Therapy, support groups, Peer-to-peer resources can be tools for getting through the biggest and scariest of waves. If you find yourself going under with no way up, please reach out. You'll be soaked, battered, and bruised, but grief waves are survivable. Remember that always. So in closing, what are the five takeaways from this week's episode? Number one, some grief waves are inevitable, like holidays and anniversaries. You may, be able to, you may be able to plan ahead in order to cushion the blow. Number two, there are grief waves that can hit out of nowhere, like a familiar scent or a favorite song. These come with no warnings and there isn't much we can do to avoid them. Number three, embrace the lull between the waves. It's where much of our healing will take place. Number four, don't fight your grief waves. Allow it to wash over you. It can be refreshing and cleansing to go wherever it leads. Just try not to stay there indefinitely. Number five, if the waves become too dangerous and you find that you're drowning, please seek out for professional help. There are tools and resources available that can help you get back to shore. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Young Widowed and Dating podcast. If you're enjoying it, be sure to leave a review, drop us a line, or share it with a widowed friend. You can learn more about Young Widowed and Dating 
by visiting us online at www.youngwidowedanddating.com. Thanks.